Brett's Gary Parish. It's Monday, March 15, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. And like we promised on a previous podcast, we are doing short episodes on each region of the 2021 NCAA tournament, the West Region. It's already done. Go find it if you haven't heard it already. Today, we move to the East, where Michigan is the number one seed. Based on resume, the Wolverines deserve that, undeniably. But Deadleg, let me ask you this question. Is Michigan, who is now without Isaiah Livers, really one of the best four teams in the country heading into this NCAA tournament? One of the best four teams in the country heading into this NCAA tournament plays in the East region. But it ain't Michigan. It's second seeded Alabama, which is in this bracket. It's tucked away, bottom left corner. I would take Alabama tomorrow. Hell, tonight. Hell, whenever you're listening to this. I would take Bama on a neutral versus Michigan right now. If you tell me they don't have Isaiah Livers, I do think he is that good and that valuable. And also Michigan, actually, it it was not given a lot of favors here. LSU potentially, Florida State potentially. Texas is a three seed in this region. It's arguably as talented as any team almost on the one or the two line there. Um, there's a there's a, a lot of potential pitfalls for Michigan if it's going to make the Final Four. It can certainly do it. I haven't forgotten how great this team is, but no livers is significant. It's undeniably significant, so much so that they can't win without him. I mean, they do sometimes. They, <laughs> well, that's a, are you do, but, but, are you dooming them to another sixteen over one here? No, I don't mean they can't win with. I'm just saying they they lose more often. Past two seasons, when he ain't there, they lose more often than they win. Check this out: Isaiah Livers, when healthy, the past two seasons, Michigan is thirty three and nine. When he's not healthy, when he's not playing, six and seven. Pretty drastic difference. Good thirty three and nine when he's healthy. Just six and seven when he's not. He obviously, uh, you know, uh, suffered the injury in in the Big Ten tournament. Michigan's first game without him was against Ohio State, and they lost Ohio State. Suddenly, the Buckeyes were not too little. They just weren't. I think it's a real problem. It's not the type of thing that's going to cost Michigan in the first round against either Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern, but could it catch up with them against LSU or St. Bonaventure? Maybe. I won't predict it, but maybe. Juwan Howard is uh, hes the fourth head coach since seeding began in 79 to earn a one seed in his first NCAA tournament appearance. Trivia time! Okay. Can you give me one of the other three? One seed, first... One seed, first, first NCAA tournaments. One of them is gettable. One I think you will never get. And the other one is just not as easy, but I'll give you a hint after you try and guess the one that is gettable. Roy Williams. Right school. Larry Brown. Bill Guthridge at UNC 98. The other one that... Oh, <laughs> I was thinking Roy Williams at Kansas. I know. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's okay. We're rolling. We're rolling. It's okay. The other one is a Michigan coach. Bill Frieder in his first year was a one seed. In 85. And the other one, Bill Hodges, 79, Indiana State. Here the, here's how those ended up. Guthridge got UNC to the Final Four in 98. Bill Frieder was knocked out in the second round. 
Hodges, obviously, with Larry Bird, they lost in the title game to Michigan State. Juwan Howard trying to uh, to make some history and get to a Final Four there. He has a lot ahead of him. Michigan uh, will play Mount St. Uh, Mount St. Mary's winner at three o'clock in Mackey Arena on CBS on Saturday. Do you believe Isaiah Livers plays again this season? I think if Michigan makes the Final Four, he's going to play. That's my guess. Because they have been very vague on exactly what's going on here. They have not called it a stress fracture. Usually when you talk in injuries and somebody says stress, the next word is fracture. They have not called it that. They've called it a stress injury, which I think is a term I've never heard. Have you ever heard of stress injury before? I want to say, you know what, weirdly enough, I know what you're getting at. I feel like there was a player, I'm not going to recall it on this podcast, but there was some sort of player either this season or last who had something like this and they identified it before it technically became a stress fracture. So I think someone else did have this in college hoops. Yeah, and perhaps that's what it is, a stress injury, and he is out indefinitely. But, you know, indefinitely means, as we once learned with a Duke suspension, it could mean like, you know, one game. Uh, we'll see. But it, it seems pretty clear that, or at least it, I'm assuming Isaiah Liver is not going to be available in the first round or the second round. So Michigan probably going to have to advance uh, to the second week of this tournament to have even a chance of getting the guy who is leading the team in minutes played at the time he went down. Second in scoring, third in rebounding. And again, you can't repeat that record enough. 33-9 and nine when he's healthy over the past two seasons. They're just 6-7 and seven when he's not. We're going to bounce through. Uh, each game in the first round, and we'll offer some predictions there. And then we'll let you know how we think this uh, East region is going to unfold. Uh, but first, let me make sure you know that we've got a bracket challenge game. If you haven't registered already, please go do it. CBSSports.com slash I on brackets. That's CBSSports.com slash E-Y-E-I on brackets. And if you win it, you get a prize. What prize? I don't have any idea what the prize is. It's not in the email. I read it twice. I didn't see it. But it's a prize, and it'll be a surprise, and people like prizes who are surprises. So I'm sure you love it. And then also, while you're there, if you want to, like, create your own group, you can be a part of our group. That's what we want. But if you want to create your own group, you can create your own group. And then you compete against your friends or your enemies. You can invite your enemies. There's no rules. Invite your enemies. Compete against your friends and your enemies. Fill out a bracket. You have a chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a chance to win a trip to the 2022 Final Four. So, again, go get registered. You can play on the CBS Sports app that should be on your iPhone. You can also do it at cbssports.com slash brackets. That's cbssports.com slash brackets. All right, let's go through these games. Michigan against a 16C. We don't need to talk about that. We're both taking Michigan. So let's just bump on down to LSU St. Bonaventure. That's the A-10 regular season champs. That's the A-10 tournament champs against Will Wade's Tigers, who played Alabama to the final minute in the SEC tournament title game. Do you want LSU? Or are you going with the fight in Wojnarowski's? Talk about two programs that do it mightily differently. I mean, no. Yes. You could you could not have two two more different programs meeting in the first round. It's really, really hard to find two more different programs to this in, in so many respects. Coaches, style, personnel, parts of the country, roster building. Like it's just for that I find it fascinating. Uh this is a one forty just so you know for keeping track at home. Bottom left corner of your bracket, East. The top four games here, they're all afternoon tips on Saturday. This is a 145 TNT tip at Assembly Hall, LSU versus Bona. I will take LSU. It's got more talent. Mark Schmidt can pull this off. There's no doubt about it. Um, And I got half a heart to believe that 
Uh, he may well be the leader for Boston College, and that job's not going to fill until his team gets knocked out of the tournament. He may or may not get it, but you know what? If I'm Boston College, how I'm how am I not making this uh, alumnus my number one choice? We see. I will go LSU to win this one, um, but Bonaventure can certainly pull it off, and I won't be surprised if they do. Our buddy John Rostein, you know, he's he's got these little sayings connected to every team and every coach and whatever. And with Mark Schmidt, it's more with less, and like it's true. Mm-hmm. Like Nate Oates, my cousin Vinny, I don't really know if that's true. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> I don't way. know what's going I on I got there, no really. idea what's going on with that. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on with Nate Oates, my cousin Vinny. But more with less connected to Mark Schmidt works perfectly. He would be great at Boston College. That's the kind of guy you need at Boston College, somebody who can do more with less. And so, again, I'm with you. I don't know if he's getting that job, but if I were Boston College, if I were Penn State, those types of programs where you have inherent disadvantages, a guy like Mark Schmidt has already shown over and over and over again that he can overcome situations where he has inherent disadvantages, which is why you should never bring up LSU's got more talent, especially when you're talking to the master ceremonies of 18 media day pre-pandemic. Then that's because Mark Schmidt doesn't care about Will Wade's talent. You, you know who else has more talent than, than, than Mark Schmidt? Like half the programs that he just beat to win the A-10 title and the A-10 turn. There's no LSU in the A-10, though. Let's be real here. There's no LSU in the A-10. Will Wade used to be in the A-10. That is true. There we go at the school that Bonner just beat for the championship. So you going with Tigers? Are you going with I I, I got two issues I got to deal with, all right? Okay. One, in the master ceremonies of A-10 Media Day pre-pandemic. I can't. What am I doing? Two, two. I don't ha- I, I I don't have 45 minutes to to spend on the phone with Woj trying to explain to him why I picked LSU over the Bonnies. I'm just going to ride this thing out. I'm okay. going with St. Bonaventure. You're doing it to yourself here. Um, five. You're doing it to yourself. <laughs> okay, but I five twelve. I, I love I love your methodology on that. Five twelve. Colorado versus Georgetown. This is the first tip of Saturday. Twelve fifteen. CBS in Hinkle. Let's, George, I wish this would have been the first tip of the tournament. Like, I know. You know, like Patrick Ewing. Let's stop you. here for a second. What is more awesome than Patrick Ewing marching Georgetown to a Big East tournament title inside Madison Square Garden and taking the Hoyas to the NCAA tournament? Like, if I'm ranking my favorite stories that have happened over the past, you know, few days, I think it's Rick Patino. Getting back in the NCAA tournament without Louisville and without Kentucky. Number two easily is Patrick Ewing having Georgetown in the NCAA tournament after destroying Creighton in the Big East tournament title game. Frank Isola had a good tweet on Saturday night. He said, hey, memo to security, the guy cutting down the net with the trophy, that's Patrick Ewing. And it's just <laughs> amazing, man. They were picked last in the preseason. They were the eighth seed. They went four and four days to get to the tournament. I'm with you. It would have been great if we, had, if we could kick this off with Patrick Ewing and the Hoyas there. That said, I am taking Colorado. Highest seed in school history. They... What's what's interesting about this is Colorado lost to a bid thief, and now it's going to play another bid thief in the first round of the NCAA tournament, losing to Oregon State. Now it gets Georgetown. I will ride Tad Boyle and the Buffs with McKinley Wright the fourth to win this one. And I feel, to be honest, like Georgetown's a good story, and if they continue to win, it will remain an amazing story. There's a reason why they're going to put Georgetown and Patrick Ewing on CBS because people will definitely be invested. doesn't matter what number is next to that school name. That will draw... But Colorado's the better team, and I will take them to win. As I talked about on CBS Sports Network after Georgetown won, 
you know, I, I got hooked on college basketball in the early 80s. You know, I lived in the Memphis area, so I, it was Memphis State and Keith Lee. Keith Lee, by the way, two-time consensus first-team All-American. He was Michael Jordan, far as I was concerned. And then the other big thing you talked about was Georgetown, which was arguably the biggest brand in the sport because they had Patrick Ewing, who was a consensus uh, three-time first-team All-American. Like, these people didn't stay in school. They wouldn't even be in school today. But, like, Keith Lee played four years, and Patrick played four years. And when I became a college basketball fan, Patrick Ewing was the biggest thing going, like a real national star. And so I, I am somebody who fundamentally believes college basketball is better when Georgetown matters. And there is nothing better than Patrick Ewing being the person who makes Georgetown matter. And did you see this the other night? I'm sure you did. Georgetown wins the Big East tournament on Saturday night, and that is the 48th anniversary of the day Georgetown hired John Thompson to be its head coach. This is awesome stuff, dude. It's just an amazing story. I, I'm with you. It's a top three story of this tournament, and there are a lot of really good storylines in this NCAA tournament. Rutgers being one of them. We'll get to that in another episode. But this is uh, this is wonderful stuff, and I hope they can keep it competitive. I would like to see that, but I got Colorado nonetheless. Competitive, Colorado. They tricked the computers. They got three quadrant three losses, and they just lost to a bid stealer. All right, get out of my face. You're going upset. Twelve over five. Yes. All right. Yes, Georgetown, Patrick Ewing. Colorado tricked the computers. They can't trick Patrick Ewing. You can trick the computers. I mean, you can trick Patrick Ewing. Crazy. Are you nuts? Next game on the list, Florida State. That's the fourth seed against UNC Greensboro. I see you. I see what you're thinking about. What am I thinking about? You're thinking about trying to do it. I'm not, though. I, I Greensboro's got a stud in Isaiah Miller. This is a 12-45 True TV. How are they going to put Leonard Hamilton on True TV? It's disrespectful. That means a legend. Four thirteen game. True TV tip. Uh, Greensboro. They they got a dude in uh, Isaiah Miller, but this is just the wrong. This yeah, is the Florida wrong State's player. got a dude too named Scotty. Barnes. Yeah, and they got more than that. MJ Walker. This, by the way, this is a, a this is a Bankers Life Fieldhouse game. I I can't do it. I I, I like Florida State in this one. Um, but you know, West Miller. We talk about you know. Coach is on the way up. He'll he'll be in a power conference soon enough here. Uh, I think this can be a competitive game, but I know FSU has struggled as of late. That This just to me feels like a get-right opponent. I got the Knowles. This is also one of those situations where you're exactly right. Wes is, Wes is going to be a power conference head coach someday. And it is exactly these type of situations that make it happen two weeks from now as opposed to <laughs> two not, years from now. Yeah, you're not Like you go, you go knock out Florida State and then – I mean, what do you get next? Either Georgetown or Colorado. Like, let's say you're right, and Georgetown wins, and then you like you knock out FSU. You beat Georgetown. You're in the Sweet Sixteen. Now you're in the Sweet Sixteen, and now yeah. you know, now now Penn State's trying to hire you. Yeah. Now Minnesota is trying to hire you if that opens. Like that, this really is a big opportunity. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm taking Florida State as well, but it's a big big spot for Wes. Uh, six seed to BYU. Well, first let's go to the first four. Okay. Michigan State, US, uh, UCLA, terrific. Right? Two big brands. The greatest coach in Michigan State history against the greatest coach in UCLA history. You don't get that every day, Norlander. Is it, though? You don't get that every day. This is the last, obviously, this is the last tip, first four. 9.57, by the yeah, way. Yeah, then what are we doing there? 
coming coming to you from Mackey Arena at 9.57. I don't know what we're doing there. Why you got these two massive brands? You put them on at 10 o'clock at night? I'm pretty sure, know, I'm pretty sure we know. have to podcast after this. After that first four, I think we have to podcast. What? Maybe not. I might be making this up, but like... Uh, it's, the tips for the first four are 5, 10, 6, 27, 8, 40, and 9, 57. And because there's 90 minutes between end of game and start for cleaning and all this stuff, that's why this is happening. They didn't want to put any of these on during the day. It would have been great if we just staggered this. First one at 2.30, next one at 5, next one at 7.30, next one at 9 or whatever. I mean, but, I, honestly, no disrespect, but, like, put Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's on at 1 in the afternoon and then put Appalachian State, Norfolk State on at 3.30 in the afternoon. And then let's get the both these games done at a reasonable time. I, hear I, I know you get the LA market like prime time in LA. I got it. Although, like, I don't even know how much UCLA matters in in LA. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'm gonna be in studio till we got inside college basketball coming up after UCLA Michigan State. If we get, understand, if we got a podcast after that game. It ain't going to be right after that game. <laughs> and then maybe then you know what? See you Friday morning there. I, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking Michigan State here. There's nothing to give me confidence in UCLA right now. Its coach just lost his name on his home court. I got a recent rendering. I got a rendering, by the way, sent in from a source. Andy and Amanda and and Andy and Amanda Enfield Court and Nell Wooden. I got a rendering. Um, (laughs) Andy and Amanda Enfield and Nell Wooden Court. It's amazing. Uh, Someone mocked up something. You listeners are unbelievable. We love you. Um, I'm going to take Michigan State in this one. Just the win, um, the top end wins here. If they get it right, they're the better team. So I will have Michigan State moving on and then, to face BYU, who I think was perfectly seated, by the way, that will be a 940 CBS tip in Hinkle Fieldhouse. That one gets a little trickier, but I will ride the BYU momentum coming off giving not just Gonzaga a good game, but the roster is for real. Uh, they they are they are certainly capable of making it to the Sweet 16. So regardless of who wins, I will I will be consistent with that, and I will keep BYU to win its first round game. I don't think I've ever picked against UCLA since Mick became the coach. I think I'm about to do something I've never done before. Yeah, baby. I'm not comfortable with this. You get comfortable. I was comfortable when I was filling out my bracket. Now that I have to talk about it, mm. it's a little more difficult. It's like like the difference between breaking up with somebody on text message or, or right face-to-face. You're too old to have ever broken up with someone on text message. You got married when in like 99. They didn't even have text messaging then. But that's what people say. They say that okay. people just, just break up on text message. You know. It's also easier just to like deliver bad news on text message, right? <sighs> yeah, I, I just think that. I think everything's easier with text message. No, without a doubt, I hear you. I, I love not talking to people, except on this podcast. I love talking to you. Mm. I don't. I don't. I'm not comfortable with this, but I feel like I have to do the right thing. I'm taking Michigan State over UCLA. And it hurts to say. And then I'm taking Michigan State over BYU. I have championed BYU. They've been in the top 25 and one in the whole time. But, like, what's there? I mean, they got they got good computer numbers. Matt Harms is there. They did beat Golden Gate Mike back in December. And then they beat Utah State. They beat San Diego State. I mean, there's a little bit of stuff there. Not a lot of stuff there. All right. Go with it, man. I already went with it. It's done. It's done. Michigan State. 
over uh, BYU and UCLA, they're gone in the first four. They're on a four-game losing streak. That means Mick's uh, second season at UCLA would close with five straight losses. Yeah, Lost his rough. best player. What do you want him to do? It's a miracle he held it together as well as he did. Texas Abilene Christian. Abilene's not bad, but I have to take Texas here. This is Lucas Oil, tip 950, True TV. Last tip of the evening in this region. Uh, you know, what do you want from me? Longhorns, easy. Seven-seeded UConn against 10th-seeded Maryland. Here's how my brain works. I remember playing a guitar gig with my buddy like seven years ago at a bar. It was the opening night of the college basketball season, and UConn and Maryland played, and I'm almost positive that it was like a one-possession game. I haven't researched. Someone checked me on this. I'm 100% positive UConn opened its season against Maryland, and I'm pretty sure because I remember playing, and it was like close, and <laughs> we're just... I don't know. We're going through some, we're playing some sort of cover, hard to handle. Who knows? And I'm like, I, th- I think UConn might win this one. I think it did win. Anyway, that's what I thought about. 710. Friday, November 8th. Friday, November 8th, 2013. Talk to me. Maryland and UConn were on a neutral court, and UConn wins the game 78 77. And that was foreshadowing of what was to come. <laughs> yeah. Give it Six to me. straight wins in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Including one over Kentucky. Boom. In the championship game, and the Huskies were your national champions. And they were a seven seed like they are right now. This Oh, is, it's coming together. It, it might be. I'm, I don't know about UConn, that. Last time, okay, UConn opened its season with a win over Maryland, won the national title. Now UConn opens its tournament with a win over Maryland. You predict the national title? I am not. Uh, I am going to predict a UConn win over the Terps. This is a CBS 710 game inside Mackey Arena on Saturday evening. Last game in the bracket. Second seeded Alabama over Rick Pitino and Iona. I say over. I, I'm. I, they're just playing them. They're not necessarily definitely beating them. But as great as this Iona story is, Alabama's just a monster right now. Alabama's terrific. Shouldn't be that difficult. Four o'clock tip on TBS. This will be in Hinkle. Um, it makes for good copy. I think I think Alabama's going to win uh, pretty easily, and I know that you agree. Hey, by the way, you need help filling out your bracket. CBS Sports HQ has you covered nonstop coverage of every game from every region of the NCAA tournament. Leave it to the experts this year. Like me and GP, we know you might be a little bit rusty after taking last year off, but we will have programming all week long for bracket picks, bracket advice, up and down. You can get it on any connected advice you have. Stream, stream CBS Sports HQ all week long. All right, let's get to uh, Sweet 16. First, first, tomorrow. first. I'd rather not be um, described as an expert anymore. Oh. I would, I would prefer you describe me as a bracketologist. <laughs> okay. 67 of 68. Took me twelve minutes. Oh, gosh. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna text Tommy Tran as soon as we're done, and I'm gonna say next time I'm on HQ, Chris Hassel, I don't want to be the co-host of the Ion College Basketball Podcast. I want to be the co-host of the Ion College Basketball Podcast and bracketologist Gary Parrish. Hassel might actually hook you up with that. By the way, he might. Um, here's my Sweet Sixteen. We'll get out of here. We're 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 running a little. A little late, but I know people enjoy it. I'm going to take... I'm not sure people enjoy this. Oh, without a doubt. They're loving these. Are you kidding me? I'm not so sure. They are. Without a doubt. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Michigan. I'm skeptical. 
Michigan, Florida State, and then on the bottom half, Texas, Alabama. I got the same thing. Michigan, Florida State, Texas, Alabama. Is that a Beyonce song, Texas, Bama? Dude, Is there I, something there? I Bama got no idea, but if you want to wrap each one of these region podcasts with some music themes somehow, I'll make it happen. I feel like that's got something to do with feel like that's got something to do with Beyonce, that Texas-Bama Sweet 16 situation. My Elite Eight is Michigan against Alabama, but I'm not feeling great about that because of Isaiah Livers. My Elite Eight is Florida State against Texas, so this will be the only region, I believe, where we have two different teams in the regional final. I've got FSU upsetting Michigan with the idea that Isaiah Livers will not be available, and then I have Texas and Alabama in a great regional semi. Uh, wonderful Sweet 16 game, and I will have Texas moving on, as we have mentioned before. I have Texas advancing out of the East into the Final Four. I've got Bama in the Final Four. I, I've said for months now, Norlander, you know, because you have to sit here and listen to me say it over and over again, that if Alabama... Like, just stayed away from – I think at one point I was saying Gonzaga-Baylor. But by the time we got to bracket show, I was like, as long as they're not with Gonzaga or Illinois, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Alabama in the Final Four. And when they got paired up with Michigan, which is clearly the most vulnerable one seed based on the status of Isaiah Livers, I was – uh, you know, I, I don't know how you fill out the bracket. I start with my Final Four. I go right in my Final Four first. And yeah, then I work, no. and then I work to that. So the first word I wrote on my bracket, Gonzaga, and the second word I wrote on my bracket was Alabama. I think they're good enough. They are good enough, and I like the winner of that Texas Bama. Like you know, if Texas loses, I will take Bama to make the Final Four. But that's what uh, that's what we have coming out of uh, of out of an East region that I think is is. Pretty good, pretty entertaining, pretty ripe for some interesting storylines there. You got Patino, UConn back, uh, certainly relevant there. Um, Texas, highly talented. Michigan State, BYU, we'll see. Patrick Ewing, LSU Bonaventure, Michigan overall. There's a lot of good stuff in this region. The Colorado computer trickers. There you go. I mean, listen. Don't forget about the computer trickers. They're coming for you in Boulder, man. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M. F. and Teagle. Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. Oh, this one wore me out, man. It's been too much. Whole year of this. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated, but I'm still dealing with it, you know? One of the things I like to do is walk around New York City and, like, um, you know, I talk on the phone. It's just hard to talk on a phone through a mask. You still have to walk around in the city with a mask on. I'm fully vaccinated, but I don't want to look like a chump walking around with no mask. I'll put my mask on, and I can't enjoy my walks around the city like I used to. Favorite breakfast spot clothes, favorite lunch spot clothes. It's the worst one of my lifetime. The dumbest one i ever seen. I didn't see this one coming. If you're not subscribed to the Island College Basketball Podcast, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. So go do that, and then we'll be back real, real soon. Like, probably too soon, if we're being honest. Bet probably too soon. And the next one, we'll do the South region. Until then, take care.